Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone. Just jumping in here to give you a wee snippet of Culture Vulture, our pop culture podcast. So if you want a break from the news, you should jump over and subscribe to it. everybody and welcome to what we can now live actually call people's bona fide favorite pop culture podcast as proven by how many people of you said that to me when you saw your spotify wrapped how fucking cool was that top one percent globally we are in the top one percent of podcasts on spotify that's actually fucked in the head yeah that shocked i was like surely that's not right but it is. I feel like because the people need to know that we don't do anything based on stats. No. So we don't pay, unless we're trying to sell an ad and make living and pay some rent, we don't look very closely at, we know how many of you are out there and it's gorge because you always email us and that's very important to us. But looking at the listens and shit like that, we had no idea that we'd be in the top 1%. Yeah, I think it's because we don't want our content to ride off of like analytics all the yeah. time. because it just straight into something really deep. Yeah, because <laughs> it like fucks the authenticity. But like how fucking cool when the stats are on your side it's great so we do have to we just had to start by saying thank you for making us so many of your number one number two number three like favorite podcasts it makes us feel amazing it makes us love doing it and also if you want and you should please you can vote for us in the new zealand podcast awards um for the listener's choice podcast i'll put all the instructions in the show notes it's really easy really quick you can do it from anywhere But it helps Culture Vulture get a little bit of love, which is really important for little independent media companies like us. Now, we actually, you can't see this, but we have a very special guest sitting beside us today who has hilariously had to sit and listen to us just quickly gush about you all before we introduce her. Most of you do know her if you read the morning newsletter. Um, We have the wonderful Belle, Belle Hawkins. Uh, She writes our weekly Belle Chimes In notice the pun, column in our newsletter. She's also one of our besties. She's in the band. You know the band that Liv and I... <laughs> she plays the conga drums. She plays the in conga the drums. band, which is fucking iconic. Belle, you're actually our first ever guest on Culture Vulture. Except for Lord and Phineas and Benny. <laughs> but you're like four okay, and you're really no, up there. You're No, do you know why? You're the first ever guest in person on Culture yes. Vulture. We've never sat here with someone else. Yes. Ever. Live in great call. Yeah. Well, we're going to shut up just for a second. Obviously, she's our first ever guest because we don't know how to let her have a word in. Who are you and how are you? Okay, so good to be here. An honour, a privilege, a joy. It feels like a real-life manifestation of actually writing the chimes 
or just when I see you all the time and have a gorgy conversation. So thank you for having me. Hopefully I can be as hot, sexy, fun, cool girl as Lord herself. Yeah. Oh, no <laughs> well, Considering you've eclipsed her um, <laughs> and in Liv's eyes, Lord never happened. Yeah, Belle is the first. Oh my and God. on that, we should probably say it won't be the last time you hear Belle. God, naturally. No. She chimes in every week and it makes sense that you're probably listening thinking, damn, she speaks exactly how she writes because that's kind of the whole Siska vibe, right? you got to write how you speak because it's authentic as fuck. A hundred percent. I feel like as well, someone asked me the other day to party IRL, like, how do you come up with the chimes? How does this, how does this all work? And it's honestly just literal conversations between us yep. over a coffee, a white wine spritzer. <laughs> a shandy, do we say. <laughs> Bring back the Shandy side side S- campaign. For side, campaign. side campaign. Side um, campaign. And here we are. So just real life living gals trying to figure their ways out in the world. Ugh. And we love you for it. And we're going to get into more about how the chimes ring out. How they sound. How they sound and how they come to life. First of all, we want to know from you what describes your week this week. Okay. So I was thinking about this a lot and... This word sounds kind of try hard, but just like hear me out. We do try hard. We love a try hard. Okay. We love a we try love hard. a try hard. We always say that. We love trying hard. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying so hard. Okay, I like that. We're not yeah, on that. Yeah. Um, my word of the week is cinematic, which oh. sounds like yeah, that's a fantastic it, word. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it sounds like I was making out with like someone really hot in the rain. Yeah. Not the case, but I'm using cinematic because the last week of my life has felt like. A montage of a movie where it's like quick cuts between like yeah. poignant parts Ooh, of their life. Okay, right. Um, a beautiful lens flare, the sun going down, early rising, but also just like um, I was driving to the beach yesterday afternoon and was remembering that I did that at the start of the year and, and caught up with the gals on the rocks and yeah. we were just talking about like how much has passed and then we were just stringing little moments of our lives together like this cinematic montage. Oh, that's gorgeous. Because like not to be too sentimental. <laughs> I'm a gosh, you know. But, yeah. Yeah. Those are the moments that like make life worth living oh. when you have like those beautiful like, oh my God, like I am living my life how I want to. Yes. And this is so exciting. And to have a, a string of those moments oh, is glorious. It was gorge. And then I finished the weekend, well, Saturday night, but went to one of my favorite bands, mm. um, Big Thief, and had like one oh. of those life moments. I don't know if you have these. How was it? Oh, so good. Where you're like, the camera zooms out and you're yeah. like watching yourself in the moment. Yeah. A little bit of dissociation, but in a good way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that positive dissociation? Yeah. <laughs> Um, New campaign, another one. Yeah, <laughs> so much to do, so little time. Um, yeah, so that's my cinematic group. Right. Yeah. And and not to be the cynic amongst us, but yeah. also the reason I probably felt like a montage is because at this point of the year, you you actually are like working in two times speed and oh just like jumping from cut to cut to cut to cut to yeah. get shit done. That is so oh. true. This is what December always yes. is. It's yes. that and then it's Christmas and then it's New Year's and then you're having these glorious moments like shoved into a yes. three-week period. Oh and, my and, God, and I feel sick. No yeah. wonder I feel like a worn-out woman. That's exactly it. Wake me up when December ends. Oh, no, honestly, yep. speaking of like – being a worn-out woman, wake me up when de- December ends and December going really quickly. Mm-hmm. 
We all have our band, our actual gig next week. <laughs> our gig. Our the gig, gig of the year. Lifetime. Actually, the second gig of the year. The second band. gig. Of, so the first gig of the year, you all know, and we will make you listen to it again. We won Battle <laughs> of the Agency bands. It was iconic. We had the most women in a band. Like, we made it very political. The most women is just the three of us. <laughs> yeah, the most women in a band. Wow. Oh three of eight. Woohoo. I remember when we won and I hugged one of the judges in pure elation and I just whispered in his ear, thanks for supporting. <laughs> no, honestly, we had, we were like on one that night after watching all the oh. agency dudes. Like Belle had said to me off stage something like <laughs> like something about, oh, great, great that we've got some women in the band. Sorry, get on stage and you've got this whole new confidence. I say into the mic, good to see some women on stage. Yeah. Don't know if it landed, but we just like were on one, right? Our we, feminism we absolutely were was on one. Out in force. Then we won, so it was fine. Like, <laughs> obviously, if we hadn't won, then it would have been feminism. We had the outrage. achievement to back I up know. the ego. Yes. My other extremely gendered experience of that night was getting off stage and this like man, maybe like 60, come pulls me aside and he's like, so brave of you to get out there tonight. Mm. I was like, I hope you tell that to all the boys. <gasps> I hope you were saying that when we won. So, so brave, brave of you to win this, ladies. Yeah. Probably no. a pity win. Yeah. No, do you know what? The, I reckon that's like a woman in the rhythmic section. Like yeah. men look at that and be like, oh, she's brave to like try Makes and Makes sense down. to have them on backing vocals, but look, yeah. they've actually got her in the percussion. Yeah, because there were quite a lot of leading women yes. singers and yeah. people are used to that, but. Mm. Woman on the drums. Woman so on the drums. if you could see us all right now, we are like. <laughs> A um, girl band. Like, yeah, honestly, I feel like, no, Sam. do you know who I feel like? Stevie Nicks. Ha- no. <laughs> Harry Styles' backing band. Yes. You know, oh like, God. he's got that sick girl drummer. He's got the Nio girl. from New Zealand. Nio, who's fucking cool. And then there's another girl, like, bassist or, yeah. or something. There's, like, three women in his band. No, we're, like, Haim right we are. now. Oh, my God, obsessed. <laughs> yeah, fuck putting us behind a man. Yeah, like, like, really. Sorry about that. Harry, like, we love you, but we will be front and centre. Thank, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, Liv, what describes your week? <laughs> okay, Lucy already knows what describes my week, but Belle, I will... Well, and the listeners. This is one for the listeners who know about your driving. Oh my fucking god! It's just like another thing after another thing. So, what describes my week is Roadrunner because I considered (laughs) this will make sense once I've told the story. But fucking getting out my car and running three hours home. Anyway, I um, went to the beach with my boyfriend, and we were driving home at like eight nine p.m. on the motorway. We were like twenty minutes away still, and. I'm driving. My car just like my accelerator just stops working oh on the motorway. No. And like what are the odds? No. World? Literally like I have no fucking clue what happened. I thought like I'd bumped the car into neutral or something like that because it was making that thing where like you press it down and it revs but it doesn't mm. move. And then it's like on the motorway like fuck. Okay, there was like a bus lane so I like teeter off into the bus lane my car's like rolling and my brakes working I'm so but anxious. I have no. to like get onto the ne- nearest exit luckily an exit was coming up Thank um so I'm like on this off ramp and it starts going uphill and I'm like my car's not gonna make it up the hill so there's like this little place where I can pull over on the off ramp so I pull it over put on my hazards like my car won't start now and we're just looking at each other being like 
what the fuck just happened? Like, my car's been super reliable. I mean, it might not sound like it from that. <laughs> I actually don't know if we can give it that label. Engine-wise. <laughs> engine, like, it's, it's never, I've never had the experience of, like, something internally yes. fucking up on my car. Like It's always been tires, windshield, screened, whatever. running over your phone, yeah, like, yeah. stuck in the mud. Like, <laughs> yeah. every, so it's been reliable. The engine's been reliable. <laughs> Not anymore. Like, and this is this is the second time. So the first time was meeting my boyfriend's brother when yeah. I got stuck in the mud. This time was the second time I've fucking gone to the, um, his house. Yep. So anyway, and do we want to say the universe is telling you to stay away from the, bu- the brother? <laughs> like, what is happening here? The universe is um, saying something. I actually don't know if that's what it is. Yeah, I can't <laughs> unpack that. It's and Belle's a witch. Belle's yeah. a witch, so she'll be thinking about this tonight. Yeah, I will be turning that one over. Yeah, yeah, honestly, what's happening so Basically, I, um, yeah, I'm in this car, like, it's not turning on. We call AA. Um, my fucking membership had run out, apparently. Oh my but my boyfriend had one. No, honestly, it was just like series of unfortunate, unfortunate events. events, always. You got lemonade. No, yeah. always, yes. always. Which we're going to bring out. Um, so we sat there. She's like, oh, yeah, so it turns out that you don't actually have a membership. It ran out in July. I was like, what the fuck? Fuck. That be right. Yeah, and then she's like, you need a tow truck, but you're going to have to pay for it because you don't have a membership. And then fucking luckily they, you yeah. know, allow it if someone else in the car has a membership. So then they were like, okay, cool. Like, we need to get a tow truck. You're obviously in a dangerous position. Um, it will dangerous. be 15 minutes to 90 minutes, like somewhere between then. But, like, we're going to push for you to get it really fast because, like, you're on the fucking motorway. Yes. And then I was like, okay, cool. We're sat there. 90 minutes goes by, haven't heard anything, ring back, and they're like, oh, yeah, we just can't get hold of the tow truck driver, um, which usually means that they're en route, so just stick around. It will be fine. Like, they might be another 15 minutes. That goes by, doesn't happen. We ring them fucking back. By this point, my dad's got a call from the police saying that the car, like, because it's registered under his name, the car was, like, fucking parked on the side of... The of, the, of the motorway, like, has it been stolen and dumped there, basically. So it turns out we'd got picked up by the police cameras. Mm. Um, and then so I had to ring, like, Star Triple Five and be like, this is what's happened. Like, we're fine. We're just waiting for the tow truck. Tow truck still hasn't come. Ring back AA. Basically, this just keeps happening. We don't get a tow truck till 2 in the morning. What? So we no. sat on the side of the road for like five hours or something, trying to like sleep in the back of my car. It was so shit. It was it's dangerous. Night. Oh my God. It was so dangerous. It was to the point where like we were like lying and I we both just kept having images of like us getting crashed into because my battery had run out and my hazards lights were flat and my car's black. Yeah. And like I was just like, okay, we need to switch sides so that, like, if we get crashed into it, it won't be our heads that get fucked, it will be our legs. And, like, we had to stay with the car because you can't leave it with AA. Also, like, because I asked some questions, like, oh, why didn't you get one of us to pick you up? And Liv was like... We had to be with the car because we thought the tow truck, we kept every two the minutes, the tow was, truck could have come. Yeah. And then I was like, well, why didn't you leave the motorway? Did you see any, like, life in the distance? And I was like, we could see it. It actually caused us to go for a few hundred metres or whatever on the side of the motorway in the dark, like, walking. Yeah. Knowing the tow truck was, could like, come. fuck all, like, it's walking dangerous. space. And we were like, we're not going to do that. Yeah. And then we had to piss on the side of the motorway. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, yeah, so then basically the tow truck guy came Thank fuck. We at got two home at like though. three. Yeah. And so now my car is just sat outside my house and I have to take it to the mechanic. No. R.A.P. No, yeah. truly. It's the worst type of admin. 
Me and Ruby were saying we'd have told us this morning. Usually we do save shit like this for on mic, but we had to catch up this morning. And we were saying this is one of our worst nightmares because admin-wise, this would drive me, oh, not pun intended, yeah. drive me up the wall. <laughs> like, I couldn't lie there till 2 a.m., yeah. Knowing I might get crashed into. Yeah. Knowing the tow truck could just be two minutes away. That's like a form of torture. No, we kept just being like looking behind us like, oh, it was fucked. It was so, so fucked. And then like it kept being like, yeah, it's coming. Oh, no, we actually have never gotten you a tow truck. Oh, like, my God. Like, nah. what the fuck? Nah. And then the AA lady was like, yeah, you basically need to file a complaint against us because this has been what? such a bad oh. night for you. This feels like a smear <laughs> campaign for AA. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but honestly, it was not AA okay. No, no, it was absolutely not, not the dream they sold us. And when then we those they cars. told us that there were no trucks because there was a Billy Joel concert. So <laughs> like, um, what do you mean? I'm sorry, Billy Joel, but what in your set meant <laughs> yeah. that you needed every tow truck in Auckland? To fucking uptown girl their way to oh, your like, venue. My boyfriend in the back of the car being like, we're going to write a letter to Billy Joel yeah. and tell him that he's fucked our night. Oh, like, honestly, Billy Joel, if you're listening. man himself. No, <laughs> Billy Joel adjacent. Anyone listening that has one degree of separation. Yeah, exactly. Get in calm. And you know Liv. And Belle. You know Liv. And Belle, you actually know too. That with Siska... This might very well get fucking back to Billy Joel. <laughs> no. Probably more likely to get back to AA and we can never... And they have featured me in the AA magazine. Like, so, the lady sorry, was AA, fucking you. lovely. Like, she yeah. was lovely. I think it was just like, they, they had to get a tow truck from an hour out of the city to come oh, get us. Wow. It was fucked. That's Tamaki Mikado, New Zealand's yeah. biggest city, everyone, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> just so you know, the biggest city has no tow trucks to help a very, very loved member of our band yeah. to get no, home. No, but do you know what is so fucked? Okay, my car got towed. Down, like, next to work from one side of the street to the other one time. Yes. It's like they have enough tow trucks to do that. <laughs> During the day. I wasn't even covering someone's driveway. And they don't have a tow truck to come and pick someone up off the, the side of the motorway. At 3 a.m. Anyway. when who else is needing, except for Billy Joel, needing <laughs> yeah. a tow truck. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, well, for, for time, to save time, and because I actually hadn't thought of anything, Roadrunner is kind of what describes my week as well, purely because this weekend had to do some admin. This is such a boring what describes my week, but I got up and drove to Hamilton in a van to pick up some outdoor furniture. So road running my way to Hamilton. On the way back, I'm with Flo, who we know is our uptight queen. We love her to death. Um, however, she wouldn't drive. Right? Mm-hmm. That's fine. Big van. I can handle it. Yeah. And then we were stopped in traffic for like an hour. And me and her, she got so angry. She got so angry that we just had to fight. I called her a bitch. <laughs> I was like, she wouldn't let me have, I was, I, you know, when the sun's coming on one side of the car. Yes. And I run hot anyway. The sun was coming in on me. So I had magnified to, by the magnified. Window. I had to wind down the window, but we had the AC on as well. Mm-hmm. And she started picking a fight with me about having both the AC on and the window down. And I said, 
I get it in normal circumstances, but this rule does not apply right now. When we're stuck in traffic, I'm basically baking and I'm the only one driving. So you can shut up and stop yes. being a bitch. Yes, it's when you're taking one for the team by yes. doing something and then they'll just critique the yes. way that you're doing it, but they don't want to do it. And like it was so and then on the way home, to be fair, because I'm not used to driving this van and it was full of furniture yeah. in the back. On the motorway, yeah, maybe and there were some close calls. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, okay. No, not okay. perfect. So I'm not. Well, I'm not. And I know this has ruined the perfect version you have of me. <laughs> but there were some times when I was having to slam on one's brakes. And, like, that's fine. But I had been driving for five hours at this point. And one day before lunch, five hours there and back. And I was so done. We'd had this fight. It was like a joke fight, right? I don't actually yeah. think she's a bitch. I love her to death. But oh, it was kind of fun because we were just yeah. yelling. And I just had to say, like... Flo, we're getting home. I'm stopping this car. We're getting out. And then, like, I'm not driving anymore. Like, I'm not driving for the rest of the day. Like, whatever. Yeah. We got home. It was fine. It was all good. But then the next day, and this was fine too, but I just feel like I spent so much time in fucking cars this weekend. Flo was doing a half marathon. So, again, jumped in the car as her support person with Hayden. We drove to Omaha. And that was okay. But, like, on the way out, there was a Christmas parade that, like, oh, we had to no. sit. Didn't have to sit for that long. But I just feel like I spent so much time in traffic this weekend. That oh. road runner and running on the road no. was also an option. And for the me. traffic shit has really been building up. Like Lucy oh. and I will be messaging each other, being like, "Can't, can't come, come to work till ten. Yeah. Can't come to work till ten. <laughs> can't I simply face shan't. the traffic. Just can't. can't face it. Like everyone in Auckland, can you stop driving so love and I can get through? <laughs> <laughs> and like most of the time, let's be real. I will try to e-bike. I'm saying e-bike yeah. because I don't not bike with all my energy. I need that e that electricity, but. The roads that I now live near are so fucking busy mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I think I would die. Yeah. Truly. Yeah, no. 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 Absolutely. So anyway. I want to mandate that. Or yeah. woman date that. Woman date that. Yeah. That we need better bike lanes, everyone. And and honestly, that's our next campaign. So, Auckland yeah. City Council, Council, do what we'll do. Auckland we will City with. Council? Okay. <laughs> You're done. We're the You're bike done. lanes. You're making the congestion really bad for living, eh? And, and we know who's going to pay for it. AA. AA. AA can fucking favourite. So there's less cars, less cars on the road, less tow trucks needed. Yes. Honestly, it all does make sense. Cities yeah. should be built for people and not cars. Uh, anyway. Inside of a century. Okay, so I feel like I need to record this for you all while it's incredibly raw. I'm going to set the scene for you. Um, I'm currently sitting in a car parking building waiting for Hayden to come and save the day. So what's happened is... We've just recorded, literally a few hours ago, the episode where we're talking of Culture Vulture, where we're talking about Liv breaking down on the motorway. I'm driving home, listening to music, and I feel a bump. And I'm like, okay, I keep listening to music. I start hearing a doof, 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 doof. I start smelling fucking rubber. I, I realise... I've just popped my tyre on the motorway right after... I've never broken down on the motorway before. We've just been talking about this on Culture Vulture. I'm calling it Karma, C-A-R-M-A, and it is a bitch because I'm now sitting in a fucking car parking building where I knew I had two hours free parking, so I was like, I'll be fine there for a while. I'm waiting for Hayden to come to help me put the space saver tire on, but my tire is fully ripped. It's like ripped open. It's not just a cute puncture. It's fucked. I was driving a hundred on the motorway, had to pull off. But sorry, everyone. What are the odds that this has happened to me on the day that we've been roasting Liv? Like, I just, 
I'm just shook and I actually can't believe this has happened and um anyway I just felt like I had to fill you all in love you and uh fill you in next week on how this all panned out I am really quickly going to go through a naughty or nice and then we're going to get to Belle because I am aware that we've been having so much fun on pod that time's just slipping by and that's so fine for all you listeners, but it's not fine for us because we've got a busy day. Nah, kidding. We can be, we'd be here all day if we could. I wish. So this weekend, um, I hate to bring this up again and actually give it more attention, but we must. Kanye West uh, just was a piece of shit the whole mm-hmm. weekend and has been, it's been building and I will caveat that Liv and I have a two-part series on Kanye West, who now goes as yay, and his upbringing, his medical diagnosis and history, um, bipolar disorder and the different ways it can manifest in people. And Belle, I know you know a bit about bipolar disorder as well. And so this conversation isn't coming from a place of a lack of understanding. Mm. Just I know we don't have to caveat that because you've all listened and you know what we're like and where we come to everything from. But in case this falls into people that haven't listened to Culture Vulture before, we have like a backlog of history on Ye himself that you can go and listen to if you feel like we're stripping context from this story. Because again, this is just the naughty or nice. This is just a story that happened over the weekend. It's not his entire history. Just slightly expanding on a headline. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we have talked about Ye a lot, like not even just in those two episodes about bipolar. So I think if you have been listening along, you'll You'll know know. that we have a lot of context behind this. Yes. But over the weekend, Kanye West has continued, we've talked about this before, his really vile anti-Semitic sort of commentary and way of being and thoughts that he's putting out in the world. He went on Alex Jones's show called Infowars. And Alex Jones, for those that maybe don't know, um, he is like a through and through conspiracy theorist, far right, alt right, whatever you want to call him. He said that the Sandy Hook shooting was a hoax and thinks that the US government are sort of behind things like that. And he's just known for being one of the worst humans sort of on the internet, which there are a few of them at this point. Um, He has actually just declared bankruptcy. He has been forced to pay a lot of money for his um, hoax comment yeah, about like Sandy Hook. One hundred fifty million. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like because obviously, like what that does to the families, like the victims, the school, the world, as the perception that we have of guns in America. It's just he should be paying for those actions. Fuck yeah! And apparently, he's been like funneling money to his private no and- like accounts. Like, probably so that he can declare bankruptcy, write it all off, and then start from scratch. Mm -hmm. And that is how the world works, as Bo Burnham would so beautifully say. Now, that's a bit of context on who Alex Jones is. Ye went on his show, and it takes a lot for Alex Jones to get visibly uncomfortable. And he did in this, this, like, fucking interview. Um, And whether, whether this interview should have been run or not, is I don't I don't know. That's up to Alex and his producers and shit. And you know, they want the headlines, they obviously need the money, so Well his tagline was like, let's break the internet. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And it's like coming at anything with that is just It's such a <sighs> fucked up like motive. <laughs> motive to do yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. So Yay um said and I'm not gonna go into all of it and I do wanna give a bit of a content warning that this is like extremely vile and just extremely gross behaviour. Damaging. Damaging, super damaging, but obviously part of Ye's brand at the moment, um, and whether that's induced by mania or what, again, go and listen to our 
previous episodes to understand a bit more about that. But he basically said things about Hitler and how he sort of thought he was cool and like made some fucked up comments about Nazism and and took to Twitter afterwards to post an image of a swastika blended with the Star of David and he just really, really dialed this hatred home mm. and – I don't know, just... And kind of tried to hide it, hide it behind, like, oh, I love everyone. So, like, I love Jews, but I also love Nazis. And trying yes, to, like, put, so them on, yeah, no. put them on the even playing field as to, like, we're all human beings. But it's like... Have we not learned that the all lives matter sentiment is not what we should be running with? It's not helpful to the world. Yeah, and so... That's what happened on the podcast. Like I said, he went to Twitter. He tweeted that very offensive and fucked up photo. And then he got suspended from Twitter. I'm just basically giving an update of Kanye West's weekend, right? Mm. He got suspended from Twitter after Elon Musk saying he can come back. But then he incited violence. Quite obviously, Elon was like, okay, you're gone again. Um, That whole conversation we've had on the shit show. So if you want to know what's going on with Twitter, go listen to the shit show. Um. He also, so Ye was meant to buy a um, social media app called Parler, which is like a right-wing free speech wall app. Um, That has been suspended. Apparently it's been mutually agreed, but basically they got pretty far with this deal. That deal's now off the table. You can all understand why because he's kind of the worst. Um, But kind of a good thing to come out of this is the r slash Kanye subreddit. And you know how Reddit can be like either a really good place or a really fucking yes. mm, yeah. place? It's been taken over by people that were fans of Ye, who most of the content now is Holocaust in uh, education. Wow. And wow. it's actually really beautiful to scroll through and see like people saying, this is my uncle and here's what he did for people and here's what he it's, it's a really great way of even people that are going to like stumble upon some yay shit that maybe they're like I'm his biggest fan like I'll go for whatever he says to then be forced to learn about the history of what he's saying right now and it's also been turned into like a Taylor Swift fan page because so many Kanye fans fucking they're the reason for the Reputation album really they hated on Taylor Swift so much for her you know we also have a series on Taylor Swift where you can hear all about this but you know their damaged relationship because of his music videos and what he did to at the VMAs and and so Swifties and past Yay fans have sort of come together. The subreddit is now like completely education and Taylor Swift fans. And I just feel like that's a really good way of fucking weeding out some of the bullshit. The evolution of the Yay fandom is oh. just so interesting. Like because people could be... stuck by. Yeah, it's for like so it's long. like where is the point? Like mm. obviously now a whole lot of people. It was interesting because like Lucy's been obsessed with Maddie Healy. We all know this. And then I was watching some Maddie Healy thing because the obsession is sort of filtering to me. <laughs> um, and he was like, it was obviously a few years ago, and saying like that he's Kanye's biggest fan mm. and wow. like blah blah blah. And it's like and seeing yeah. the evolution from that was only like what probably like 2018 or something like that to now. And it's like if you heard that someone was. Kanye's biggest fan and saying that to everyone, like, you'd be like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah. I also think that's really interesting with the Maddie Healy thing because then they went on to write Love It If We Made It and he's like, Unrequited House with Seven Pools, thank you, Kanye, very cool. So yes. he was already, he was before the the before the charge of like being like, kind of, fuck you, Kanye, you don't yeah. know what this. 
That's interesting. I also just side note love that the obsession is filtering through. And how could <laughs> it, it not be? I get so many newsletter responses being like, I don't know who this Matt Healy is. Matthew but Healy. But I'm starting to like him. And I'm like, sorry, because it will ruin your life. Um, <laughs> anyway, the last thing that I wanted to point out on this quick story is that we're in 2022 and the literal president of the United States had to tweet. Now, there's a lot that's interesting. It's funny that, like, had to tweet as a statement, <laughs> and it's the president of the United States in 2022, this. I just want to make a few things clear. The Holocaust happened. Hitler was a demonic figure. And instead of giving it a platform, our political leaders should be calling out and, reject- and rejecting anti-Semitism wherever it hides. Silence is complicity. And I just think that's wow. so buzzy because it seems like a 2020 Instagram post from an activist account. <laughs> yes. But first yes. of all, but it's like, second of all, like, what social media manager, like, I mean, to be fair, it had like 600,000 likes. It was a statement that I think was taken quite well. But it was also like, what the fuck is the president in 2022 having to do, like, having to tell people that the Holocaust happened? No, it's, no it's that insane. is the thing. It, yeah, it is. It's unhinged. Having to say that Hitler was a demonic figure. Having to like, say, let's be clear, like, this happened. We hate this person. Like, that is not something that's up for debate. It's like a dystopian mockumentary of the future or something. No, it it? really is. That's like something we would have put in Extremely Online a year ago, like, as a joke. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, that's wild because, like, we've grown up with so many, like, World War II movies and things like that that I feel like it's been one of the most... Um, culturally ingrained culturally ingrained yeah. yeah exactly documented thing of like this was absolutely awful and this happened when you and we all know we this. all knew it and it's like it's like the president's scared because Kanye has so much power that yeah. one yeah. celebrity can come oh and no I know fuck that I know there and are still people on trial for the holocaust yes. like it's insane that we, this is even a thing I just yeah I think and we talk so much about like on Culture Vulture, we like to show people that the actions of celebrities, no yes. matter how much you think it's stupid that we talk about them, impact the real world in sometimes the most meaningful ways because obsession and fandom and things like that are the, some of the most powerful emotions in the world and powerful things in the world. Yeah. And this is just a textbook example of, and it's not just yay, but it's the media he's been cons- consuming, which, or, or the media that, he is creating yes it's just a cycle and because celebrities they're mirrors yes but they also keep the cycle going so it's like the fact that he's having these opinions shows that that's happening in our society yes the fact that trump was president the fact that now yay wants to be president the fact that this can all happen if you actually do that thing that val was talking about before you zoom out and you look at yourselves talking Mm. about this Mm. bananas Mm -hmm. like not a hot take it's bananas very naughty story incredibly like just jarring, scary, like my heart breaks for the Jewish community. I know mm-hmm. that it's like that doesn't mean anything. That can't actually solve anything. But yeah, I don't you know. You almost what just hope that this like takes a hit in the alt right space. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Dream. You can yeah. only hope that things like what happened on Reddit make yeah. their way to 4chan exactly. and Aiden can't show the actual dangers because he's gone that one step further than. Yeah. Then they are even willing to go. Mm. That is such the hopeful lining in all of this. Yeah, like, it really is. Media fragmentation. Mm. Yes, the coming together of fans and like using mm. what could have been like a super bleak channel yes. to be mm. actually a really like mm. gorgeous place of education and peacemaking. Yeah. I, and I'm surprised to see that from Reddit, and that's why I think mm. it's made yeah. so many headlines. Yeah. Is because everyone is like 
Good. That, Good work. Yeah, that danger that we've all been like, this is what will happen if we continue to go down these rabbit holes, it's now eventuating. Yes, yeah. it so absolutely like, is. You can't argue with that. He's blatantly said that he likes Hitler. Yes. It's, it's almost it's, like this, it didn't need to happen. It should never have happened. But this happening, yeah, has, could be a catalyst for something mm. good and something bigger. Um, but anyway, so that's a naughty story. I think we can agree across the board. Absolutely. Glad we could unpack it in a much more nuanced way than you can do on Instagram. I did try to put something on Instagram about it. And obviously the comments just turn unsafe for everyone involved very oh, quickly. Yeah. Our DMs turn incredibly unsafe. Just so you all know, we write the news in our newsletter. We talk about the news on our podcast. And if you feel like we're not covering something on Instagram, it's a choice and it will be in our other channels for our safety and, and so that you safety. all learn more. Yeah. And because I don't want to be getting like fucking hated on 24-7 on Instagram, which none of us do. Anyway, that's just a little note to say you should come to our other channels <laughs> where you can also read Bell chiming in every Thursday. Bell, I feel like it would be probably good for our new listeners that maybe don't know you so well to explain what the chimes are. I hate to do this to you all, but if you want to hear the rest, which I know you do, head over to Culture Vulture wherever you get your podcasts. Love you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.